Welcome back to A People's Guide to Publishing. I'm Joe Beal, the founder and CEO of Microcosm Publishing and Distribution. I'm also the author of A People's Guide to Publishing, which distills what I've learned from selling millions of books over the past 25 years. I'm Ellie Blue. I'm the Editorial and Marketing Director here at Microcosm. We are an independent midlist publisher based in Portland, Oregon and Cleveland, Ohio. We have over 700 books, over 25 employees, and we make about 40 new books every year. And we distribute thousands of titles from other publishers. We started this podcast so that we can share what we've learned with newer publishers so that you can learn from our mistakes. Or maybe you just want to understand the publishing industry. This week, we are going to diagnose the big one. What is the biggest problem in publishing? Uh, Joe, what is the biggest problem? Wait, me? Publishing? Oh, no, crap. <laughs> I have no such great ideas. I really ideas. should have prepared. I'm a small problems person. Okay. You're the big, what are the, the smallest problems person. in publishing? Um, staples, mm. uh, paper cuts. Mm. Um, That's true. Bad true. bindings. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, attitudes about money. Oh, yeah, it's true. That's true. Right. guess. Right, refusing to look at failures and learn from them. Yeah, that's, that's like a medium-sized problem. <laughs> too deep, too biting. I'm trying to think of really small ones. Oh, like office supply, supply chain issues. Running out of rubber bands, which we did today. Oh, printer jams. Printer jams. Well, okay, fine. What about what's the biggest one? <laughs> the biggest problem in publishing is that there are too many books. Oh, too many books. And this sounds like a heresy. <laughs> Five years ago, when the People's Guide to Publishing book came out, which is wild enough to think that that was five years ago, five years ago, coming up on a second edition here. Wow. The, you know, there were a million new books coming out per year, and fifteen million books in print in the back catalog. So every year, there's more books. Now, that number has increased 30 to 50% in the span of, wow. you know, only five years. So there's 1.3 to 1.5 million books coming out a year? Correct. Excellent math. It wasn't actually that's, that complicated. That's not one. Ellie's math is not one of the biggest problems in publishing. No, my math is all right. I caught a payroll error yesterday. Well then, there you go. That you missed. Oh, very well. I didn't look at it very closely, but yes, battle. I did right. Looking closely. That's how you see the small problems. Biggest solution in publishing. <laughs> Do you see our uh, sort of yin and yang going on? Hmm. So sometimes at war. Yeah, and I think this is the thing where you know, like we run into this all the time, where like you know, a book the same book that came out today could have come out in the 80s and sold 30 to 50,000 copies and today you'd be lucky to sell 5,000. Right. You know, and so it's just a different sort of thing and you have to be better at it and that. Right. And lucky in some ways as well. I do think, and you know, and this, this is just me spitballing here. I have zero scientific evidence to back this up besides the remainder lists. But I am going to put it out as a prediction that these three to five pandemic years 
not to put a lifetime in the pandemic, but that's like kind of the amount of how the shakeout will affect things. We're going to see the same thing happen that happened to bookstores in 2007 with the recession are now going to happen to publishers and the publishers that aren't running well-oiled ships are, you know, are going to disappear and we're going to have a series of well-run publishers because there's just not, like, you know, whereas before, you could screw around a little bit. You could, you know, be like, oh, well, I know this book's not going to make, you know, any money and it's just going to cost us $10,000 and I'm going to do it anyway. And, you know, that's, like, your prerogative as a publisher. And then you would likely be made up by a different book that, like, earned out an extra $10,000 and you're like, okay, all in a day's work. But now, now you're facing increased paper costs and labor shortages and very long turnaround times and shorter attention spans and, you know, just like increasingly difficult expectations to fulfill. And so, you know, I'm definitely getting a lot of like kind of slapdash work that I see coming across my desk, not from our own staff. But, like, from other publishers, you know, people that are, like, sharing it with me for, you know, to be like, what is this? Can you believe this? You know, or um, just books that, like, you know, aren't, weren't really thought through, I guess. Like, either, like, weren't well executed because, like, everybody's a little fatigued or um, just weren't really, um, you know, and I think we've probably said this before. Like, the worst thing you can really do is, like, do something that feels inauthentic as a cash grab. Mm-hmm. Because it will backfire. Because people want authenticity in their publishing. Yeah. So, like, what's the advice for the publishers listening to this podcast? So... For addressing the biggest problem in publishing. And I feel like, to some degree, we have kind of fallen into this, but then we kind of fell back out. We we published more books in 2012 than we did in 2022? Yeah, that was a 50-book year, wasn't it? I don't think it was quite that many. It was 42 versus... I think we did 39 last year. Those are very precise numbers. I may or may not have just recently written a blog post. (laughs) But, you know, so it's not a huge difference, but it's a huge difference in terms of execution. Like, the books that we did in 2022, we had a much bigger staff. Mm -hmm. We did fewer books. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just didn't have the level of errors that we did in 2012. We had a decade of expertise and experience and seeing our failures and seeing our successes. Yeah, yeah. And, And so, but I think the thing that we did most is we listened to the feedback of our fans and our audience. You know, and when they said, I would really, you know, and a lot of times, like, we'll, we, we recently did a TikTok and like in the comments, there would be like comments that were like, Hey, you should do this. Or what about this? And we're like, Ooh, that, yes, yes, we will do that. Great idea. Great idea, everybody. It's like, uh, I was telling this to a group of publishers the other day where I was like, the thing about your customers even, you know, this was the language we were using at that time, is they're quite free with their opinions 
and their feedback. So, you know, what better opportunity than the people that like are already your patrons to tell you what they would expect or want from you, you know? And I think that's really the advice is like, listen to them. And I, you know, and I've fallen into this before where I'm like, this is the direction that culture needs to shift. So I'm going to like attempt that with a forced hand and, you know, and like, yes, but also no, Yeah. you know, like you want to be the one that's like, you can angle that in with other projects or in other ways. Like you don't want to be like putting in your personal interest or tastes too hard. Cause that's not necessarily what a publisher is or does. How's that for heavy handed? That's, I mean, I feel like that's actionable advice. D interpretable, but... <laughs> Everybody wants to think they're on the right side of that one. Yeah. Thanks for joining us once again. Please send your questions to podcast at microcosmpublishing.com so we can answer them on future episodes. And please give us five stars on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are reviewed. You can find us on the internet at microcosm.pub. On Twitter at microcosm... On Facebook at Microcosm Publishing. On Instagram at Microcosm underscore pub. And here in Portland, Oregon on North Williams Avenue. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>